hum, being humbled by God. And, and um, I think that that's when I really got the understanding of authority. My, the, the, the revelation that I got was I'm doing all this stuff for God. He's the ultimate authority. That verse that I shared before, he's the one who puts all authority in place. So whether I'm scrubbing the toilets or I'm doing landscaping outside, whatever it is, I'm doing it for God. Welcome back, everybody, to the Light It Up podcast, episode 232. Yeah, 232. Um, and that's not 232. That's 2 colon 32. <laughs> don't be too, don't be too I, impressed. I heard it from last episode. I was confused. Yeah, that's I think that, that's why I was mentioning it, because I saw your face last episode. I was like, okay, I should probably um, For season 2, episode 32, we've done 32 episodes in all. Anyway, that's just a case. Anyway, guys. Raphael here, my beloved Raphael. Um, welcome back to the Light It Up podcast. You, <laughs> Thank you. I love you too, bro. <laughs> um, we have Raphael Alvarez, our co-host. What's up, y'all? And Antonio Torres, our special guest for today. Hello. Um, so if you missed last episode, make sure you go check that out before you check out this episode. By way of introduction, Antonio Torres is a long-standing member in the San Jose Church, great family friend for a very long time, and he was talking about he learned everything from church, everything in his life, his spiritual life, everything he learned, he learned from church. He's going to explain that more. Last episode, he talked about his testimony, how he got saved, and we were able to ask him questions about that. But this episode, we're going to dive into the subject how he learned everything from church and what he means by that. So, Antonio, why don't you start us off? Uh, so, so I learned how to be. Uh, I learned how to be a man in church. When I growing up, uh, I had a wrong understanding of what a man was, uh, just from the Latino culture, right? Like tough guys, like outlaws. You know, I was I was uh, pretty much raised by a drug dealer, my brother-in-law, who. And my sister, who I told you who looked out for me, he sold drugs. And I thought I had the wrong understanding of what a man was. So I learned how to be a man in church. Um, I learned how to be a husband in church. I learned how to be a father in church. I, I learned I learned how to how to uh, how to work. I learned how to uh, how to how to how to treat women um how to uh how to serve how to be a servant i mean i i know that these are a lot and kind of kind of broad strokes i guess but uh i learned my organization skills from uh leading outreaches from being put in charge of things i learned my public speaking did you want me to did you want me to go in, into all that like we kind of talked about last time yeah yeah so uh uh Let's, let, let me. I got I, a few things that I wrote down. So I, you know, so just discipleship, right? What's a disciple? Personal follower of Christ. 
uh, a follower or a student of a teacher, a leader, a philosopher, much like an apprentice likes to become like his or her master. So this is the key here. And this is how I learned uh, all that I know I learned in church because uh, so I kind of liken it to construction because I've been in the construction field for for many, many years. You have apprentices and you have journeymen and apprentice is trained by the foreman. He's trained by the other by the other journeymen. The journeymen are men who have shown themselves to be competent or proficient at what they do by either by time or, or by tests that they have to take, um, putting in a certain amount of time mixed with learning. Then they're put in charge of others. And some people, some people just want to work. Other people show potential and they want to be leaders and they want to be leads. It's kind of like the church. So there's many lessons I've learned over the years. The key lesson for me and uh, was authority, the way that authority works. Uh, you'd, you'd be surprised about at the amount of people who are not able to receive basic instructions and they're not able to receive correction. I always had work ethic. As soon as I could work, I always had a job and I was always a good worker. But once I got the revelation of authority and how it flows downward, this this really was a game changer for me and it has made caused me to excel in everything, everything that I've ever done in my professional career. Um, in Romans 13, 1, it says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. So I came to the understanding, even if I don't like my boss, even if my boss is a rude person, all authority came from God. So if I submit to that authority, ultimately, I'm, I'm, I'm submitting to God because he's the ultimate authority. Some might think that this is a really broad stroke, but this is what I believed. This is what I believe doesn't matter who my boss or my supervisor is. If I submit to him, then I'm submitting to God. Colossians 3, 23, 24, whatever you do, do it hardly as unto the Lord, not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of inheritance for you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. So I've been successful at every job I've ever had, first because God and the favor of God, the blessing of God, but second, because of this principle authority that flows downwards so a manager or a, a boss or a ceo they delegate many times they leave someone else to lead while they're not there so what that means is they they put responsibility on another person typically one who is less senior than themselves right so because of my attitude my work ethic because of my ability to understand simple directions to receive corrections, many time authority was delegated to me. So, so let's put that into the church, right? Um, pastor is is the authority in church, right? He's our headship, he's our leadership. But what he does is he places his authority on somebody who's running an outreach, or somebody who's running the Saturday night music scene, or um, somebody who's running, you know, um, a different whatever the various ministries are that in the church are um so basically he's saying whatever when i'm not here you do whatever this person says or or you listen to this person in my in my stead or in my place right i think that um a lot of people and including myself we get hung up on qualifications we get hung up on thinking we're not qualified to do something or we're not able because of our youth or because of our lack of education or inexperience but here's here's a mind blower right here do you, do you know what the qualifications are for the president of the United States? No. It's only three things. You have to be a natural born citizen. You have to be 35 years old and you have to be a, a, oh. a resident of the U.S. for 14 years. 
There's only three things. There's only three qualifications that you need to be the president of the United States. So we get hung up on, on qualifications. We get hung up on thinking that, you know, we're too young, we're not able. So in my, in my career, uh, in building inspection particularly, um, there's, there's, uh, I was a special inspector, which was uh, reinforced concrete, structural steel, masonry. Um, and then there was, uh, I would report to a building inspector. The building inspector is like the ultimate authority on the job. So what I learned at church was if I put myself under authority and I could get that person to delegate their authority to me, well, then now I'm in charge, right? So professionally speaking, I would find out who that person is that has the authority. I'd place myself underneath them and ultimately I'd want them to delegate their authority to me. So when they're not there, he would say, whatever Antonio says, whatever Antonio tells you to do, do it. Whatever Antonio says that needs to be fixed, you fixed it. So I'm hoping I explained that enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I found out that authority flowed downwards and that it's not a bad thing to submit to authority and to be underneath authority. This ultimately it's going to flow down and it's going to be put upon you. And uh, uh, before I got saved, I had a real issue with that. I had a real problem with authority. Uh, my father was left before I was born. So I didn't, it was okay if a woman told me what to do because I had my mom, right? But if any kind of male tried to tell me what to do, oh man, it just burned me. It just made me so angry. I mean, just, just being a single man, uh, I learned uh, from other single men how to, how to, how to carry myself. I, I, I wasn't saved my whole life, right? So I, I, I was an unsaved guy and unsaved guys are, are dogs, right? So uh, <laughs> I had to relearn. <laughs> I had to learn how to, how, to, how to be a man. I had to learn how to be a single man. I had to learn how to be a man who respected women, who, who uh, looked at women um, in a godly way and not in a, in a worldly way. Um, also I learned, um, about responsibility. Um, I learned about accountability, being put in charge of certain ministries or different ministries in the church. You can't just, um, say you want to do something and then bug out and, and leave and, and not do what you're, you were tasked to do. Right. Um, and accountability, um, just just uh, knowing that people depend on you for those various ministries that you're doing. I, I learned about um, how to be a husband by watching men in the church. Uh, the, the examples that I had in my life were not, you know, good examples. Like I mentioned before, it seemed like everybody around me was divorced or or not married, shacking up with each other. And um, I don't think I ever wanted to get married or I ever talked about getting married growing up. But after I came to church, uh, after I got saved, I found out that men are supposed to be leaders. Men are supposed to be protectors. Men are supposed to have a job. Men are supposed to get married and men are supposed to start a family. And in doing those, those basic things that I just told you, it, it brings so much growth into your life personally. Um, getting a job, being married, starting a family. Uh, you don't even have to be spiritual. You don't even have to be in church. 
if you would, if young men these days would do those three things, it would bring so much satisfaction to their life. It would bring so much purpose. It would bring so much direction into their lives. It, it's it's unbelievable. But young men these days, they don't even want to, they don't even want to do that. So um, I also learned about uh, being a servant and and just not not thinking about yourself all the time. Jesus, when Jesus came, right, he said, I came to serve. And it, um, we think about ourselves a lot. We, we take care of ours. If we took care of other people as, as, as good as we took care of ourselves, this world would be a completely different world. When we're cold, yeah. we put on. When we're hungry, we feed ourselves. When we need new shoes, we buy them. If we, treat, if we were to treat other people the same way that we treated ourselves, Holy smoke! This world would be completely different. So, I learned how to be how to be a servant, and I learned I also learned how to do. Um, you know, in the world, you do something for somebody, and you expect something back. Um, when I came to church, I came to the understanding that everything that I'm doing, I'm doing for God, and my reward comes from Him. So, any good deeds that I do, I don't I don't need that person to pay me back because God's paying me back ultimately um and 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 just doing what god wants me to do um i learned about um dating right like i said before um my 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 the way that i looked at women and the way that i treated women before i was saved was not was completely wrong so i was able to watch uh men who were dating in the church uh, we we call we called it courting. I don't know if they still say that because I'm kind of old now. But we said courting. Yeah, right? no, they do. They do. <laughs> and so I had just here's an example right here. I had been to a lot of weddings before, right? But Pastor Francisco, you you've had him on your show before, Pastor Francisco Guerrero. I I saw that you had him on your show before. I, I was in his wedding, and I watched the way that him and his wife dated, the way they courted. And I would, on that day of his wedding, like I told you, I had been to many weddings, but I had never felt like the presence of God and, and the pleasure of God. And that day, I said, this is what I want when I, got, when I get married. So I learned that from church. I learned that from a godly example from another brother who, who, who dated and courted the way that he did. And um, I don't, I'm, this is not for everybody. This is for me, though. Uh, my first kiss was on my wedding day. Me and my wife, our first kiss was on our wedding day. Hey. And, yeah. So this is not a lot for a lot of people, but that's the way that we did it because that's what I saw. And and I wanted what I saw. I, I saw. And look at Pastor Francisco today, right? He still has a great marriage. He's a pastor. He's got multiple churches out. So obviously he did something right in the long run. But in, you know, at that time, that's what I wanted. And um, so I made decisions. I made decisions. I said, look, uh, I, I didn't treat women the way that I should have before. Uh, I wasn't a virgin when I got saved. But God, from this day forward, I'm going to commit my body just like I've committed my spirit. I'm, you know, I'm saved. But... I'm, I'm going to commit myself to you wholly. And so one day when I do get married, I'll have something to give my wife. So 
I was single in the church. Oh gosh, it seemed for like a long time, man. If you want any <laughs> advice from a you know a single brother that's trying to make it, you could talk to me because it seemed like everybody was getting married before me. And uh, but on my wedding day, my wife had never been with a man before. She was able to give me that, but I was able to give her seven years where I had never not even kissed a woman, you know. I had never, I had wow. not been with the woman. And these are prime years, man. This is 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. <laughs> you don't know how much I caught, like how much uh, ridicule, and maybe ridicule is not just teasing, being teased by unsafe people. Like, come on, bro, you don't have a girlfriend? Or, or uh, one time, uh, anyway, early in my salvation, I went to the movies on Valentine's Day with my niece. And I saw one of my coworkers or somebody that I knew. He's like hazing me and giving me a hard time. He's there with his girlfriend doing who knows what. But but I committed myself to God. And I committed myself to this. And like I said, on our wedding day, oh, God, it was beautiful, man. I'm, people were crying. They were weeping. We gave our testimonies. We had our first kiss. And I was able to give her that time that I had committed to God. I was able to give her something. Nowadays, when people shack up, they don't understand what they're losing. You're giving up something that you can never get back. If you, if you, you know, if you lose your virginity before you get married, you can never get that back. You can never get that back. And so now I was able to actually give her something. And it was, it was very special, man. It, it was very special. And so uh, by watching people in the church, I, I learned um, what a good marriage was. Um, I learned uh, how to be a husband. And then now we're starting to have kids, right? And uh, the same thing, like I told you guys, I'm not going to go to somebody who has a bad marriage, who, who, whose kids are crazy. I'm not going to ask that person for, for advice. I'm going to find somebody who has a good marriage and who has good kids. And those are the people that I'm going to pick their brains and I'm going to ask them questions and I'm going to watch their life. Pete, you know, Pete um, in the Spanish church and in the, in the East San Jose church, uh, yes. you know, Pete, no, Dallas. He was another one, another person who uh, I was able to just ask him questions about being a husband and, and, and the way that he raised his kids. Um, what else? What else? What else are we going to do here? Uh, Raphael had a question if you're. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, hold on. I'm pretty done. Sorry. Okay. So, I know in the beginning of the episode you were talking about um, authority and all that, that you had a personal hard time with it. How exactly did you overcome it? How, like, did you just one day you came and, like, God, like, came to your knees and prayed that you got to help, uh, help you? An angel of the Lord. And, like, yeah. <laughs> you hear the, the opening of uh, the heaven gates and everything, and, and out of nowhere, everything changed. Or was it like an overtime uh, progress that that came and uh, did place in your life? Scrubbing toilets. <laughs> I mentioned this. I mentioned this to my wife. I mentioned this to my wife. You can tell a lot about somebody if you ask them to clean a toilet. So wow. in church, I wanted to be in ministry, and I and I wanted to do these things. But I had this issue and problem with authority. You know, it was one of the first things they asked me to do when I became an usher. Scrub the toilet. Scrub the toilet. Clean the toilet. <laughs> Mop up the bathroom. Pick up after everybody's going in there. And yeah, I kind of had a problem with that at first. But God humbled me. 
and he he that's when i started to see that i'm not doing things for man i'm not doing things for people everything that i do even if i'm scrubbing the toilet i'm going to be the best toilet scrubber because i'm doing it for god and so that's how i got past that issue of authority because now that i'm an older man it still comes back and bites me sometimes because now i have younger men who are who are giving me I don't want to say give me orders, but there are younger men who are in ministry and they're they're telling me what to do. And, and a lot of times, uh, uh, um, being careful how I say it, they might not come. They might not. They they might not come across um, the best way. Uh, you know, uh, instead of like asking me to do something, it's like they're telling me to do something. And um, it's just something that I have to deal with internally. But it's God just saying, hey, you know. Be humble, man. Be humble. Um, so, so you have to understand, like, uh, just going along that train of thought, like, I'm a building inspector, right? When I show up on a job, everything stops. Everybody stops. And they look at the building inspector. I can shut down an entire construction site with a pen, with a piece of paper and a pen. I can red tag it. I can shut it all down. And so now I still have to be humble, though, in the house of God, and I still have to put myself under authority because now I'm 44 years old, but I have men in their twenties who are, who are in charge of certain ministries. And now they're, they're, they're delegating to me, you know, they're giving me, uh, I don't know if orders is the right way, but just instructions, right? Instructions. And I have to, I have to right. listen and I have to, I have to make sure those things happen. So hum, being humbled by God. And, and um, I think that that's when I, really got the understanding of authority my the, the the revelation that i got was i'm doing all this stuff for god he's the ultimate authority that verse that i shared before he's the one who puts all authority in place so whether i'm scrubbing the toilets or i'm doing landscaping outside whatever it is i'm doing it for god yeah that's yeah. that's i hope that answered your question there so if we take anything from part one and part two we just know that one you want to know if they're the one you got to become very sick and two if you have pride issues just grab oh, toilets toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it'll definitely help you with your pride issues because i'm gonna I'm I'm usher now i'm gonna i'm gonna be the one that stands up there does the offer. i'm gonna do all the, i'm gonna greet the person at the door go scrub a toilet what <laughs> <laughs> hey, and I did, man. I did. I scrubbed a lot of toilets. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> uh, yeah, you're not a not you're not a man of God if you haven't gone to uh, go scrub exactly. a toilet before. <laughs> it's, and it, it ultimately, it was pride, right? I had so much pride and so much anger and hatred and pride. That God had God had to show me that that wasn't right. That, that you need to yeah. it's actually, you need to walk in humility. <laughs> It's actually yeah, um, harder to be humble. It's harder. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's easy um, to spout off and get in someone's face and scream and yell. It's harder to turn the other cheek because everything inside of you is saying not to. Right? Yeah. Uh, I was just going to mention how pride can be, I mean, all in almost every man's walk with god life there is some sort of pride issue um and you know obviously that's dealt with um but from what i've learned i mean i haven't lived 
too very long, so I can't say a lot on it. But from what I've learned, the exampleship of Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, he says, I did not come to be served. I came to serve. Uh, yeah, after washing all the disciples' feet yeah. and all of that, and following that example, even in this position of like Jesus has done miracles, like this is who we serve, he's still washing the disciples' feet. And while it was to make a point, that's who he is. He 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 sacrificed himself for us. And like the right. I mean, that's what he did that for us. There was no personal gain really, other than just to be with us. But he gave us that through you know, servanthood and being a servant and being willing to sacrifice himself and sacrifice his life for that. I mean, it's, it's, he humbled himself enough to become man after mm -hmm. being, you know, in paradise with God in the throne. After being God or while being God, he humbled himself enough to become a, you know, a human being and I'm being completely honest. I'd much rather be a god than a human being, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> but the real picture, the real ideal, you know, part in servanthood and discipleship, which they're they're both connected because being a, a disciple is being a servant, and you know, in discipleship you learn, and you know, and that's that's a whole another thing. But anyway, my point is is the main key is being able to humble yourself to a point where you can think what I'm doing affects others. Yeah. It's not for me. It's something that like an usher, like I'm here to help you find your seat, even small things like that. Uh, you're on the worship team. I'm here to help these people um, usher in the presence of God right. and to worship God. And when it's not, when it becomes something that's not for personal gain, that's when it's true true servanthood and discipleship exactly exactly um so so then i wanted to ask in your experience antonio is being is discipleship connected to being a servant is servanthood the same thing as discipleship what do you what do you think on that well i mean it, it, you, you mentioned jesus but even even the pastor of the church that's what he does there. I mean, the pastor says it all the time. I'm here to serve you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you grow. I'm here to help you develop your character. I'm here to help you get closer to God. I'm here to pray for you. I'm here to, I'm here. My job is you. That's the pastor's job, right? Um, and, and people I've done, I've done various, I've done, I think I've done basically every ministry in church, but just like you, you mentioned an usher. Yeah. An usher's job is to make, church ready for the people of god and to make make people feel welcome to make sinners feel welcome to to when people first come to church oftentimes the usher is the first one that they see so you're there to be a smiling face you're there to greet them even though you might not feel like smiling that day even though you might have had one of the worst days of your life i'm not saying that you're you're acting or pretending but you're doing what you know you're supposed to do or you're doing what you know what you need to do and you're putting your own like you said your own personal feelings and your own personal things that you're going through and you're putting them to the side and you're putting that other person first you put the people of god first and you're putting visitors first well thank you guys for joining us for this episode thank you antonio it's been a pleasure having you on thank make you. sure you guys tune in every saturday 8 a.m uh, make sure you subscribe on youtube 
follow us on Spotify, follow us on Instagram, check out our merch. Always remember, if you want to know they're the one, just become very sick. No, 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 no. When I tell people, I tell people, when I was about to get married, it was one of the worst times of my life. And my wife always elbows me because I lost my health, I lost my job. All these bad things were happening to me. So she always gives me an elbow and then I'm able to explain what that actually means. Um, we're going to make a short for that. Just for him. Definitely. 100%. All right. But the uh, people didn't know, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Completely a joke, FYI. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you next week. God bless. Our merch. Woo woo. What was I going to say next? Instagram, YouTube. I said all that. Yeah, I said. That. Oh, um. <laughs>